Hello again and welcome to the Referees World podcast which offers education and training for referees of all levels. My name's Darren Cullum, I'm a level 5 referee affiliated with Somerset FA and this is the wonderful Richard Mellon who is my mentoring hero in all things refereeing and you sit there and you'll cringe in your luxurious penthouse flat in Dubai (laughs) uh, on your day off as a role as the technical manager referees at UAEFA based in Dubai. Now, just to give you a sense of day and time, it is the 6th of May 2022. The time is uh, just gone 10 to midday here in the UK. Rich is about four hours ahead of us on a couple of days off. Now, um, in this particular episode of the podcast, first of all, if you're a new listener, welcome to our world of refereeing knowledge and discussion and stuff like that. And it's great to know that more and more people seem to be uh, getting in touch with us uh, every week. Uh, nice to know that you're following us on Twitter at Referees World. Uh, find us on the Facebook page and online as well at refereesworld.co.uk. First of all, Rich, how are you? It's been a couple of weeks and I'll explain why it's been a couple of weeks in just a moment. How are you, first of all, sat there luxuriating with one of your many FIFA T-shirts that you seem to be collecting? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm fine, thank you. And thank you, yeah, thank you for the, uh, the recognition that I'm wearing a FIFA T-shirt. Yeah, I've got... Got a few co- nice, colourful ones, and owning um, uh, my T-shirts, as you might say. Yes. Uh, so uh, that's what it's like. It's beautiful here again today. It's 38 degrees. God. Uh, and once we've done the much. podcast, I'm going either up to the pool. Yep. Or I-, I might go and have a walk on the beach. Please don't tell me, um, uh, um, uh, budgie smugglers and speedos, because <laughs> I cannot deal with that. Uh, because I am uh, about after we've recorded, I am going to be going out for food. Right. Okay. So. Um, first thing to do, we're, we're going to go in blind with this one. OK, there's no prep been done, but I've got a few notes that I want to start with. And I know the rich will crucify me on a couple of bits, but we'll start with um, a message from our friend and recent guest, Jason Wilson, who expressed concern that there was no podcast episode last week. We like to do this every Friday and uh, occasionally we miss them because of work and commitments and stuff. So I get an email from Jason during the week to say, Darren, Rich. Um, I just need to check out, make sure everything's okay with the podcast because there wasn't an episode last week. Just making sure everything's okay. So Jason is in the States. Uh, we are back, Jason. And thank you very much for your concern. Rich. Uh, did you say Jason's in a state or in the States? <laughs> he was in a state based on the email, yeah. but yeah. he is in the States and it's nice yeah. to know. He was concerned. It was, it yeah. was nice for Jason to make That won't appear on the Referees World right? email, yeah. by the way. That came to my direct Gmail account, so you won't have seen it yet, but... Uh, Anyway, uh, I also need to do a mention here for a chap that you know, uh, Steve Luxem, who introduced himself to me at a game that I was at and on a couple of days ago. So, Steve, nice to meet you. He came over and said, hello, Darren. Nice to meet you. I listen to the podcast all the time. I was in the area and I thought I'd come and watch your game today. So, yeah, nice lad, Steve. Yep. Um, I think Steve lives actually in Devon. Um, so uh, he's a little bit further south of where we are normally located, although I'm out here in Dubai. But uh, yeah, I know Steve. Steve introduced me to Jack uh, when young Jack got, first got involved in refereeing. And uh, hey ho, as they say, the, the wheels are turning. And I would like to dob Steve in here because I was just going out for my warm up. We had a quick chat and he said, oh, Darren, he said, I just saw you do the warm up. He said, I've got to confess, I never warm up before a game. And I th- as soon as he told me, I thought, brilliant, there's a podcast piece that we can do. Rich, over to you at this point. A message to any referee that doesn't do a warm-up. And there will be quite a few listening to this that don't. So let's, um, let's, let's go in with the attack straight away. Let me just say to you, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Boom. 
is that enough? Yeah, I think that's it. Steve, Steve, I know you're smiling, you're laughing now. Um, even if you don't go out for a warm-up, at least do some stretching in the mm, changing room. Absolutely. That's that's important, you know. Um, I don't want to get on my on my pedestal this, uh, no. this early in the podcast. No. But Steve and any referee out there, if you go to a game of football, get into changing rooms, shut the door, get your, get your kit on and then go out and referee and you pull up and you have a, uh, an injury, you've only got yourself to blame. Yeah. Come on, let's just do a little bit of stretching, a little bit of running on the spot. Sometimes the weather outside is not going to be, mm. um, you know, welcoming us outside. So we've got to do a little bit of preparation inside. So a little bit of stretching, you know, um, hammies, calves, arms, mm. you know, all these things we use for, for signals and movement around the field of play. And then if we're not going to prepare then we're going to fail. And Steve did admit to me that he was on a game uh, two weeks ago and in the 96th minute, because the game went on that far, his calves went. And that's how the conversation arose. And he admitted, and, and there you go, conclusive proof. Um, if well, you know, I, I would say in, in the 96th minute, it, that's not to, uh, his, his calves are gone, but that's not due to a uh, lack of warming up. No. That's just uh, stamina building, you know, or a bit of training during the week. Yeah. Once, do we, do we, how much training do we put to one side per week before a game? You know, at least an hour, surely. Mm. Surely we're doing at least an hour uh, of training in, in a gym, on a treadmill. A swim maybe road. or something like that. Yeah, out on the, yeah, swimming is really good. Um, but out on the roads is probably not the best preparation. But nonetheless, it is preparation. Mm. But don't, don't bash yourself too hard uh, road running. Uh, that's not always the best way to do it unless you've got some really good kit to uh, look after your shock um, on the feet and, this, and the calves and the knees. So uh, it's it's all about looking after ourselves, and maybe one day we'll we'll get on a, a physio uh, to see um, you know how how they can help referees in terms of preparation uh, during you know close season and days before a match. Well, for those of you who have just recently found the podcast, if you scroll back, we've got well over 110 episodes now spanning about 10 years, and some of the earlier episodes we did have some physio stuff. Um, Mike, God, I've forgotten his surname now before he moved up to Worcester. Mike, 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 you know who Mike he was on the line. He was on the premiership line. What was he called? We did a we did a um we did Mike a, a fitness line, thing. Line. Ginger, Ginger Mike. He was on the premier he was on the he, Mike God, he Ginger lived up, Mike. He, he lived Mike Cairns. Mike Cairns, Mike Cairns. <laughs> we he did, did a, he didn't move to Worcester, did he? He's I a, thought he's he in went Worcester, to, yeah. I thought I'm he sure went he's up to the um, the hills in in Somerset. No, he somewhere. lived he lived in the Black Downs, but he moved up to um, Worcestershire. I'm sure he did. But oh, anyway, I never knew that. Uh, Kenzie, uh, we did a um, a session with him, and that's in one of the very early episodes of the podcast, which you'll find on the website referesworld.co.uk. Now, while we're talking about um, uh, being prepared for a game, uh, this is how I prepared for my game on what was Bank Holiday Monday at the beginning of this week. I was in Dublin for a stag weekend and I was very conscious of the fact that I had um, a county league game on the Monday. And do you know what? I actually dealt with it quite well because I did curb uh, myself slightly by drinking. Restrict. restrict. I, I, I restricted myself. Yeah. So, yeah, I was drinking Guinness for pretty much most of the day from half past 10 Friday morning until about um, five o'clock on the Sunday afternoon. Um but yeah, I managed to get through the game okay on the Monday. So I think some of the guys on the pitch had also been on a session that weekend because the levels of pace were probably about the same. 
brilliant. But well, maybe, maybe, the... maybe you maybe the Guinness got to certain parts of the body that no other beers get to. Yeah, it was a good weekend though, Rich. <laughs> and not a strip club in yeah, sight yeah. anywhere. Um, okay. So okay. I needed to well, mention. Let's, oh, let's, let's get back to this podcast and what happened. Right. What are the. Uh, 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 the, uh, oh, the game, the, uh, game, the game, Monday night game. Oh, the, it was it was a Monday afternoon game, three o'clock kickoff, um, and I want to start with a pre-match that I have um, not so much a pre-match. Uh, what I said to the captains, okay, and this I've done on the last two games, and weirdly enough, I've had two really really good games, which I would like to think I was commended by the clubs for how I dealt with the game. The control was brilliant throughout. It was, it was, I, I just came away with a good feeling. And okay, my, well, my... Let, let, give me some feedback about the game itself and then I'll decide how good you were because you, apparently, you, you, oh, don't you've, go down just, that one again. you've just refereed the World Cup final. No, 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 no. Don't go down that one again. Don't go down go that one again. Uh, you, you, I want to know what makes a brilliant performance. God, I knew this was coming. How did I walk into this? <laughs> right. Okay, so we got to keep up. We got to keep our feet on the ground, Darren. Come so on. on the on the first game, which was on a Tuesday evening, Wednesday evening, weather was nice. Ground was very hard. Um, so the ball Tuesday, bounced. Wednesday, you said Monday afternoon. Now this, I told you before we started that I had two games in eight days since I last spoke oh. to you. So this was on. This is the first one. This is the Wednesday evening, and uh, I called the captains in. They brought the assistants in. I did my spiel for the assistants. They were happy uh, and they were not great assistants. OK, uh, but they did the job for me. But that's fine. But it's what I said to the captains. I had a different approach, having spoke to some refereeing colleagues of mine who are probably in a different place mentally with their refereeing than I am. And um, this is the phrase that I will use. I'm going to bleep out what I said. Uh, well, certainly one of the words anyway, because I know Rich is going to crucify me for this, but it seemed to work. And basically, I said to the skippers, right, guys, play the whistle for me, please. Don't give me any ish. I won't give you any ish, and we'll have a good game. End of. Happy? Yeah, happy, brilliant, bosh. Whistle went, and we're off. And that's exactly what I said on both of those games. And um, I felt a little bit nervous doing it, because it's probably inappropriate to say it like that. But it worked. They responded. They laughed. And I don't know. It seemed to have broke some ice. It's it's something I think um, it, there's a big conversation to be had, really, about what you say to the skippers. Yeah. And sometimes when you're short, sharp uh, and direct with it, then the message gets home. It, it, and that sounds exactly like what happened. But I wouldn't say you could go out there and do that every no. game. No, no, no. That's, not at all. That's that's not something that can be done. It's a bit like um, I, I've I've seen some referees who've got good one liners. They know what to say to a player when a player is, or they they seem to know what they they're going to say to the player when he says certain things or or when he does a certain thing. But that's not the same for every referee. No, we we have to have our own personality and our ca own character out there. Which why did you feel that you were able to say that uh, without any comeback? Because I'd I'd been discussing um, uh, kickoff with uh, a referee and colleague of ours. That we both know very well, and his his attitude has slightly changed now because he's not refereeing, and he's like, yeah, just just say that, just say the say what you got to say, make him know who's boss, be a bit, um, you know exactly who I'm talking about here, and that yeah, was the approach. Yeah, and I thought, yeah. well, I'm I'm just going to give it a try. I've never done it before, but it seemed to work, and I seemed to get a response from it. The the okay. the captains responded very well, but then obviously through the course of the game, 
Um, I had great communication with the players. We had a lot of banter, which I think really helped. Um, and the players wanted to play football as well, importantly. Mm, uh, there's a lot of things here to, to, uh, to consider. And banter, I think, is, is a part of the game. And so long as it's got a level of control within it, then I don't see no reason uh, by having banter with the players. But at some stage, when does the banter stop? Absolutely. And the line has to be drawn as regards, hey, guys, that's not good enough. That's not acceptable. Uh, the line's got to be drawn. You're going to use a sin bin, a yellow card. And, you know, heaven forbid, you might even have to use a red card. If you've got that far that you've got to use a red card, you've allowed to get the game away yeah. from you, perhaps. Yeah. Because you've allowed the banter to distract you and put you in a false sense of uh, good mood when you think everybody's in a good mood. And I would say to you, you've got one or two players in a good mood with banter. You have not got 22. No. You'll never get 22 players in a good mood with you. It doesn't work like that. So be careful. And on that very game, I had one sin bin for an attacking, uh, attacking player who felt that he was challenged. I didn't see anything wrong. The game went back the opposite direction. And then he shouted at me from about 25 yards away. There was an F-bomb dropped in that. So I then replied by pointing at him and making it loud, uh, making it heard that I'm number nine. I'm coming back to you when the ball is out of play. When the ball went out of play for the throw-in, I then went back to him and I gave him the sin bin. So That's good. Um, That's good. And, and then straight after that, interestingly, um, after his 10 minutes, he came back on and the first thing he did was come over to me, put his arm on my shoulder and say, ref, I am really sorry. I didn't mean to. I said, that's fine. I get that. But you can't speak to me like that. If you speak to that's me right. like that, it just gives the wrong impression if I don't do anything. And through the rest of the game, I had no issues whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I, um, and I just I, go I like, back to what I, like I said the at the beginning. I just, I just felt on that game, I, I had controlled, I controlled it and managed it re relatively well. <laughs> that's good. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's good. I, I got no problems with that because the way in which you come across, the way in which you describe it, your very sociable approach to refereeing and when you're out there refereeing is is there for people to engage with, hmm. uh, and and you're not. Uh, alluding yourself as being officious or anything like that. But when you have banter with some players and all of a sudden you draw the line with another player uh, and there's an inconsistency, yeah. that's how they will see it. Hmm. You're not consistent, ref. You're having banter with them You're not, and you're not engaging with me. And all of a sudden you, you call me, the, I'm the crook and you're going to give me a yellow card or you put me in the sim bin. So the, the, game, the game management, the player management is, is a big balancing act uh, and it is a skill mm. and it is a skill. And for our level seven referees that are just coming in or our youth referees that might be listening, you, you don't come in as a natural person uh, whereby you can. I don't know. It, 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 it takes time to learn those skills. It take, they're, they're skills of life as well, mm. not just skills in football, skills in life. And so consequently, you know, it, it does evolve over time. And it does take a little bit of time. So all I would say is, Darren, you're an experienced referee. Everybody knows Darren as an experienced referee. Yeah. You're experiencing life skills as well. Yeah. People yeah. will listen to what you're saying. People will consider what they might want to do. And that's a good idea. That's why we're here sharing these experiences and these and these ideas about how we get on with the players. Because you want the players working with you. If you get the players working with you, it's going to be a, an, an enjoyable game. Yeah. 99% of the games I can remember in, in my career were thoroughly enjoyable. 
just occasionally they they overstep the line mm. you know and things that i didn't like having to do in the game will send play, players off but yeah. i would never shirk, i would never shirk for my responsibility mm. as regards protecting the image of the game uh, and that's lived with me for all these years uh, since i started learning from my colleagues and my peers you know and every everybody to me is a mentor because I listen to them. Whether or not I want to take in that piece of information that they've just shared with me, that's that's my decision, you know? Uh, and when I was coming through the system, and I know you've done the same, you listen to people, you engage with people, you learn from people. Uh, and like I say, sometimes people will say something and you say, oh, I'll use that. Mm, no, that's not for me. Or I'll do it that way. Yeah, that's the best thing. I was given a piece of advice that I thought was petty at the time one day. I was at Backwell United Football Club in the Western League uh, and and bless him, my, my, my good friend Keith Bullard come to watch me uh, and, and he's no longer with us, but he was he was RDO uh, and he said to me, he said, Rich, he said, I saw you pointing at, at the penalty uh, for a goal kick. He said, it doesn't look nice, pointing. And I thought, pointing? Yeah, he said, you point with one finger and I never realised I did it. <laughs> So what did we we've talked about pointing for a goal kick, palm raised yeah. up or palm down. Yeah. And that's what we do. Don't point. I don't point at players. If I point at you now, this will go on the YouTube channel. Yeah. I'm pointing at you now. You're intimidating somebody. Mm. I wasn't intimidating anybody, but it didn't look part of refereeing to point with the finger. Point, use the hand, use the mm. arm as a gesture. Simple yeah. little things like that. And I just thought, Hmm, okay, and I I started doing it ever from that day, and that was thirty years ago when I when I start when I got that piece of feedback. And it looks it looks better as well. Of course it does. So um, on that particular game, no issues, no problems, and it ended with the home team winning three one. So all in all, uh, a fairly good result on that. But any, I am actually any cautions you want to talk about. No, um, oh, I, I no any sanctions. No, just just that but, one. But you said you used uh, Simbin. Yeah, that that one sin bin. That was it uh, that we've mm. just we've just talked about. Um, and this just is that. when the player okay. came over, and he apologised, uh, and that was great. And, and and I continued to have some good conversations with him throughout the course of the game. So that was I thought uh, and I felt was a positive result. That was nice of him to do that. And I am absolutely shocked that you haven't hauled me over the coals for what I said to the captains at the start well, of the game because that was what I was expecting. Let, let me say to you, um, whilst I've gone out there with many, many occasions in my head that I'm going to be uh, a tough so-and-so, and I don't give a... As, I think your word was ish, wasn't it? Yes, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's that's quite tame in, in, in the word language. But um, if if a player came up to me and started unix, using expletives and soft, soft, um, uh, soft swear words... It doesn't give me license to use them back, no. uh, and and I and I don't I don't follow that. I, I think I've said in the podcast before I don't use foul language. Mm. Occasionally I might because frustrations do have their um, breaking points, uh, and so consequently um, I've never done that on the field of play. Mm. I know I've never sworn at a player on the field of play, but I do know some referees do it. Yeah, and if if referees do that. I don't see where they can go when they've got to give a, a disciplinary sanction for being called a cheat. Yeah. How can you call players, um, you know, four-letter words, yeah. yet they, when they call you a cheat, you send them off for yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. 
You know, it, you can't you can't go from one uh, to the other. It doesn't work. Like it's the first time I've ever done it, but I thought I would try it because it was one of those games that there was there was. You think, you think it worked, don't you? I can I, feel that. I felt on that occasion it it worked because, like you said, and we have talked about this previously. If you mm. start giving too much of a uh, uh, a chat to the captains at the beginning of a game, they're going to lose. They're, they're like, come on, ref, get on with it. Just, let's just get on with it kind of thing. So I was yeah. just short, straight to the point, bang, 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 let's get on with the game. Do you, Will you use it again then? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Will you? Yeah. Okay. I think I will do, yeah. Okay. Because I, oh, I used it on okay. the game on the bank holiday Monday I'll, I'll, after, and I had another very good game with, uh... <laughs> all right, I I'll take that see, back. I want to see when you get a different reaction. And that will be a That'll, podcast. That, that yeah, will abs- make you think. Yeah. When you get a different reaction, that will make you think. Mm. You know, and, and that's and that's how we learn. You yeah. you 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 do the same things and expect the same result, perhaps. Yeah. But you'll do the same thing. You'll say the same thing to the next two captains, and one of them, he hasn't had enough. He hasn't had a good day already. Mm. And he's about to go. He's under pressure. They need to win the cup. They need points to stay up. Whatever it may be, mm. they will not be in that mood to receive a message of "I don't give a shit what you say," but that 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 you know. And, if, and when you start doing that to players, you know, remember it, it is a game, but there are frustrations going to be witnessed w- during that game. Yeah. Uh, and um, if you say, let me say to you, when you say certain things at um, toss of a coin, you say. Um, if you do this, I'm going to do that. If you do this, and I'm going to do that. And then all of a sudden during the game, hang on, ref, you said you didn't give a shit. Mm. What are you doing now? You're getting a bit fussy. You're getting pedantic. You know? Yeah. And you said, if I said this, you were going to do that. You know? The more you say, and the way you say it, is how people will engage or not. Yeah. They will, that you, you will not get 22 players taking on the same acceptance of what you said to those two captains mm. it doesn't work like that because within that team someone doesn't get on with the captain there you go another lesson learned Sil- silence yeah it was uh, it was uh, we've come to the end of our time on this particular episode of the referees world podcast once again you can um sign up and subscribe to the youtube channel which once again and i say this every week i still haven't updated it for ages um i've got so many so many episodes of the podcast in terms of the video version to upload so you can see what's going on and other various odds and sods. I haven't had time to do it yet, but um, we will get there eventually. Uh, thank you very much for listening. If you've got any questions or you want to get in touch with us and stuff, then please do so through the website, refereesworld.co.uk. You're waving at me, Rich. You have something to say before we go. Yeah, we, we've had a, a couple of um, emails in from uh, a lad by the name of uh, Travis Wright, mm-hmm. who's a level seven referee and also a supply league club secretary. Right, okay. Uh, and we're, we're going to have a chat with him in a couple of weeks. Um, Pete O'Brien, we haven't forgotten about Pete uh, over there in Ireland. Oh, in Ireland, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the beautiful, uh, uh, um, what's it? Uh, beautiful Emerald Isle, isn't it? Emerald Isle, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. As that's I discovered, as I discovered yeah, yeah. last weekend. <laughs> uh, as I said, the Referees World podcast. You can find us anywhere. Just do a search. Uh, we're on all mo- major podcast providers, and we're online, so you can listen that way as well at refereesworld.co.uk.